1889, one October evening, a gentleman was traveling in his buggy to New Albany, Indiana. He was driving down Main Street, and he was just about at the corner of Main and Vince Inns, and that was where he was going to turn and cross over the Kentucky and Indiana Bridge so that he could get back to Louisville, Kentucky. But just as his horses reached the intersection, they bolted. He had to struggle to calm them down. Whoa, whoa! And he was so busy trying to calm down his horses that it wasn't until he had his horses settled that he noticed that standing right beside his buggy was a young woman. She was elegantly dressed, and she looked at him and said, Please, please, sir, take me to Louisville. I, I must return this beaded bag. Well, he looked, and she was holding aloft a purse, a fancy beaded bag like a woman of that day would carried. And I have to tell you, it was a very elegant beaded bag. The top of it was green velvet. It shut with a green velvet drawstring. Below the green velvet was a band of burgundy beads, and then a band of white beads with blue and burgundy flowers, and then another band of burgundy beads. And then the bottom was green beads, but fringe that hung off the bottom of the bag. It was an elegant bag. She was holding it aloft and said, Please, please, sir, you must take me to Louisville. I, I must return this beaded bag. He wasn't sure what to do. For you, see, back in 1889, a young man and a young woman would never have traveled together unless they had an adult relative of the young woman's along as sight as a chaperone. But she seemed so desperate. Please, I... I know it isn't proper, but please, you must take me to forth. I, I have to return this beaded bag. And so he helped her into his buggy, and he turned and rode across that bridge. It was cool, and so he offered her the lap robe from his buggy, and she accepted it graciously. And it covered her lap, and the robe reached down and covered her feet on the floor of his buggy. They rode on into Louisville together, and outside, an elegant home on the 4th, she said, Stop here, please. He stopped. He got out of his buggy, and he tied his horses to the hitching post. And then when he turned back to his buggy to help her, she was gone. And the lap robe from his buggy was gone as well. And he thought, Strange, I didn't hear the buggy creak. It should have creaked as she got out. I didn't hear footsteps either warning up the walk. But he was so worried about her that he walked up onto the house and knocked at the door. And the door was answered by a servant. And the man said, I'm worried about a young woman. I brought a young woman here in my buggy. She said she needed to return a beaded bag. And he saw the servant's face changed. And he couldn't tell what she was thinking. But the servant said, Wait here. The servant walked across the hall and stepped inside a room, and from the door, the man could hear the servant say, Miss, I'm sorry, but another one has come. And when the servant returned to the door, there was a woman with her, still a young woman, but older than the woman who had asked for the ride. And the woman coming to the door resembled a woman who had asked for a ride enough 
that the man was quite certain this was a relative. And when the woman had arrived at the door, she said, Oh, sir, thank you. Thank you for trying to bring me my sister home. The man was confused. Trying? Trying? I brought a young woman here in my buggy. What do you mean trying to bring your sister home? Sir, she said, my sister is dead. She died three years ago. This is the anniversary of her death. And every year a gentleman, such as you, comes to our door and says that you have brought her home. So I thank you. I thank you for trying to bring my sister home. The gentleman could not believe what he had heard. He said, no, no, I, I brought her here. She was in my buggy. She, she wanted to turn a beaded bag. She even took my lap robe. She was here. And the woman said, sir, come into the parlor. I'll explain. As the young man walked into the parlor, he saw that sitting on a small table was a beaded bag. It was green along the top. It had a band of burgundy beans, white beads and blue and burgundy flowers. Another band of burgundy beads and a green beaded fringe. And he said, that's the beaded bag. She was here. She returned that bag. The woman said, no, sir. You see, my sister was engaged to be married and her fiance was invited to a party at the Colbinsards in New Albany. And I was jealous. The Colbertsons had such elegant parties. I was jealous that he invited her to go out, but of course he did. They were engaged to be married, and my sister, my sister asked if she could borrow my new beaded bag. I had not yet carried it on any social occasion, and I hated the idea that she would use my beaded bag first. And at first I refused, but then she begged and pleaded, and finally I relented. And I told her she could borrow my beaded bag, but I said, if you do not return it unharmed, I will loathe you forever. Well, they attended the party, and on the way home, they were riding in our carriage with my aunt as their chaperone, and no one knows exactly what happened. But they were crossing the Kentucky and Indiana Bridge, and people think perhaps it was because of a train came by and spooked the horses. You see, carriages have been going across the bridge for several weeks, but trains had only begun to cross that bridge. But somehow a train came by and the horses bolted. The carriage driver lost control and the carriage tipped into the side of the train. All were killed. The first year after my sister's death, a gentleman came, as you have, trying to bring her home. The second year, it was the same. And so I had that beaded bag made. I thought perhaps if I had an identical beaded bag, my sister would know I had a beaded bag. She would no longer try to return it, but now it was the third anniversary, and you here. But thank you. Thank you for trying to bring her home. Oh, the gentleman could not believe what he had heard. He said, no, no, I, I brought a young woman here and she had that beaded bag. She must be in this house somewhere. No, sir, she is not. I am telling you that she is dead. Her name was Julia Wyatt and she is buried in our family plot in Kayfield Cemetery. 
good evening. And the servant took the gentleman to the door. He returned to his buggy and he went home. But he could not stop thinking about what he had heard. So several days later, he went to Kayfield Cemetery and he found the Wyatt family plot. And in the Wyatt family plot, he found the grave of Julia Wyatt. And right against the foot of her tombstone, he found the lap robe from his buggy. This story was taken from pbslearnlearningmedia.org. For more scary stories, you can visit their website. Make sure to check back each day between now and Halloween for more scary stories on the Scotty Scoop podcast. This has been our guest recorder, Jacob Kessler, reminding you to make sure the person beside you is just as alive as you are.